Julian, a special episode. Episode 37. Uh, what happens in the event of a hurricane? And you remember you were telling our listeners last week, or our last episode, the preparations you were making. But little did you know how quickly you were going to implement them. So let's update the listeners with what's happened since you were busily buying lots of bottles of water in event of the hurricane. Well, there was a wave, Michael, near Cape Verde. And this wave has since moved into a depression and then moved into a hurricane, Hurricane Ian. I knew it was called Ian. It was Graham, so I didn't miss the H out. H was a, a hurricane which turned okay. into nothing. It was called Ermine. It went into okay. nothing in, 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 on a, off Africa somewhere. So Hurricane Ian is uh, is a big thing. It's, it is, uh, it's, it's just gone past the sort of western tip of Cuba and is heading towards Florida. What do you know about hurricane modelling, Michael? Not a lot, but what I'd like to tell me, because obviously Florida is still a big place, so I'm assuming in terms of whether you need to move out of the path of Hurricane Ian, a lot depends on which trajectory it's taking. So is it coming to Venice or not? Or do you not know? Well, let me tell you as part of a story. There are lots of people who model the um, likely paths of uh, hurricanes. And there are 13 institutions which have formal, official uh, models of where it's going. They get the data from all sorts of things. They get the data from satellites on the International Space Stations, from ships, from buoys, or as Americans call them, buoys, radar. And they also have aeroplanes, people flying aeroplanes into the hurricane to collect the data. And they take all of that data and they create these models. And these models are called spaghetti models because all of them are projecting a slightly different direction for the hurricane and they look like you've thrown cooked spaghetti on a plate when you look at them and then all of those models there's this cone of uncertainty which uh you know of, of the places that the hurricane could affect so on friday and today's tuesday when we're doing this recording the hurricane was about well it wasn't a hurricane at that point it was about 1500 miles away and there was a very wide cone of uncertainty which covered not only the whole of florida but also Louisiana and Alabama and so forth. As of the weekend, 12 of the 13 spaghetti lines were showing that the landfall for the hurricane would hit somewhere on the panhandle. So if you remember your geography of Florida, you've got kind of the peninsula, which sort of goes south, and then you've got a bit which goes horizontally east to west, uh, which is called the Panhandle. So 12 of the 13 were saying that's where the uh, the hurricane is going to land. Uh, and there was one exception to this, Michael. Can you believe it was a UK model, Michael? I, absolutely. Given we, If any country specialises in weather and weather forecasting, it's got to be the UK. Yes, and that one was suggesting that the, uh, that the hurricane would hit Tampa, which is kind of about hmm, 60 or miles yeah. north of us. But I was a bit dubious because, you know, it's a UK model, Michael Fish and all that, you know, <laughs> I thought, and you know, nothing in Britain works. I think we, you know, we established that. Us Brits know that's true. Uh, and there are 12 others. 
But I was concerned because it was showing that the hurricane would go up the coast, up the west coast, not hitting land, and that would cause a storm surge or potentially cause a storm surge. But nevertheless, you know, we did all of our last minute preparations this weekend. There's a, a local facility where you can fill up bags with sand. Uh, we waited in line a long time for that, and that was very hard work. And we were operating two plans. So one plan was to stay, you know, and assume that we would lose power for a few days, maybe a week or so, that we wouldn't have water. And then the second plan was that we would leave where we are and and go elsewhere. Uh, but that obviously still required us to put sandbags in place and so forth. While we were doing that preparation, we were still enjoying going to the beach, meeting friends, going for a walk, all that type of stuff. And then on Sunday evening, uh, all of the other models moved to the UK Met Office. So all of them were saying it's going to hit Tampa and everything south of Tampa was going to get a, uh, a storm surge. Now, there are three types of damage that Ara can do, can do, three main types, Michael. So the main one is is where the kind of the center of the hurricane is and the, you know, the very strong winds. And usually if you're within a 10 mile diameter of that, of that uh, center, you know, that's a very bad place to be for a hurricane. The second is the storm surges. So the, the hurricanes in the northern hemisphere, they go counterclockwise, which is what the Americans call anti-clockwise. And anything east of the hurricane, the hurricane sucks up the water and it pushes it to the side, kind of creating these um, surges, which then hit people on the coast. They were suggesting that where I lived, there could be a surge of up to 15 feet. And are you near the sea? Yeah, we, uh, we're about two blocks away okay, from, yeah, the, so. from the ocean. And our house is 13 feet <laughs> off the ground. They have a, a saying which is hide from the wind but run from the water. And it was at that point when I saw that forecast and, you know, our city with very high water surges that I thought that we ought to, you know, look at evacuating. Oh, I'm sorry. And then the third danger from the hurricane is tornadoes. Uh, and then the tornadoes for this hurricane, they're saying, you know, that there is danger from tornadoes but not significant danger. So as of Monday morning, they had increased the category of, of the hurricane to four, uh, which is also called unimaginably destructive. They said it would hit Tampa uh, and that, you know, we should expect large water surges, you know, in Venice where we live. So at that point, we decided that we were going to evacuate to Georgia and go and stay with daughter number one, you know, until it finished. We wanted to beat the traffic. So now you hear me, I'm talking from Georgia rather than uh, Florida. And has there been any update on the weather? There has. So give us the uh, update. It's, yeah, so the update is, and it's really not good. It's good news for people of Tampa, but it's not good for news for people south of Tampa. The news now is that they're expecting the centre of the hurricane to hit Venice. Gosh. Some say Venice, some say Sarasota, which is the, you know, kind of the town above it. When we left, we expected them, because of the, the surge in, uh, information, we expected them to evacuate the island that we live on. Uh, and that indeed is what's happening now, is they're evacuating all of the islands from Venice up to Anna Maria Island. 
so all of those uh, people are being asked to asked to leave. Okay. So um, and the storm surge is actually predicted to be lower than it was, but you know now they're saying it'll be uh, the direct hit will be somewhere between Fort Myers and uh, and Sarasota. That's what they're thinking at least today, and that will happen tomorrow, Wednesday, Wednesday evening. So, so no chance of getting the the Fort Fort Myers ferry to the Keys this weekend. <laughs> no, no, I think well, not least because everything is now closed. Yeah. So every school in you know on on the west coast of Florida is closed. Every uh, restaurant is closed. Everything is 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 closing down as people are doing their last minute preparations as they're either evacuating or they're you know they're putting their hurricane protection you know, on their house and so forth. In many counties, uh, evacuation is mandatory. Our county doesn't use the word mandatory, but it encourages everyone to leave. And for those people who won't leave, uh, as I understand it, the people will go around and they'll just sort of knock up each house. And if someone refuses to leave, uh, then they give the advice to write your name and your social security on your arm in in, indelible uh, pen so that, uh, you know, we can tell who they are at a later point. So, yeah, so that's, that, so that's where we are. Um, it, it is, this hurricane has been unusually, usually they're quite good at predicting where they're going to go, but this hurricane has been all over the place. Uh, and, of course, what you're finding in, in places like Venice and Sarasota is that people who were, you know, not panicking too much, you know, now that the news is that it's likely to head towards them, they they are close to panic at this point. Well, I recall your um, comments at the last um, uh, podcast, which was about a lot of people in Venice had never seen um, a hurricane and therefore were complacent. And I think you predicted you probably wouldn't see one in your lifetime, Julian. So uh, obviously... <laughs> <laughs> there's still time Michael there's still time <laughs> and, and, um, and what have you done to protect your property so when you said you were sandbagging so well, we, we were allowed to take 10 sandbags I want to say take sandbags it, it's so you drive up to this place where they have a lot of sands and they have bags and you your car has a long line of others which I understand today that line is a is a mile long and then you shovel sand into a sandbag you tie up the sandbag you put the 10 sandbags in your car and you return home yeah and that is extremely hard work let me tell you i was completely drenched in sweat at the end of that uh, manual labor and i have put those sandbags in front of my front door okay so so it was purely stop the water coming in the front door Yes. And if your house on stilts, then, if you say it's 13 feet high? No, it's not. Ours is on a kind of a, like a mound right. type thing. I'm a, a little bit less worried about the storm surges because if the, if the hurricane does hit either slightly north of us or hit us, the storm surges will be less than they were predicted before. The storm surges will go south of us. So I'm slightly less worried about those storm surges uh, but slightly more worried about what a direct hit might do. Okay. It's about to become a Category 4 storm, but they think that the storm, by the time it hits land, might fall to a Category 3. But, you know, this is still an extremely strong, an extremely strong hurricane, which will cause devastation to wherever it does hit. And, and, and other precautions, I'm interested. So it's obviously, 
it's an area where lots of people presumably have boats and boats typically sit on, on, on the water and therefore are clearly going to be at the forefront of any storm damage or storm surges. What, what do they do with the boats? Do they take them out of the water or leave them there? What's the defence for the boats? Yeah, there are these facilities in, in Florida where you can take your boat and put it inside somewhere. Right. So many people have already done that with their boats. Other people, if they don't have one of those facilities, either are taking their boat to somewhere which is not affected or they're just leaving in place. Uh, and obviously, if you leave a boat in place, even if you've got it, one of those docks tied up, I mean, the hurricane's likely to make mincemeat of it. And, and, and the other thing is about is an area with lots of livestock. So what do farmers do with sheep, cattle and pigs during, during an impending hurricane? I don't know that because obviously not only does the hurricane hit land, but there then goes further inland. And because the hurricane is now aiming towards Orlando and Ocala, as I understand it from horse-loving daughter number one, that all of those horses are being moved from Ocala now to the east coast of Florida to further south. So, um, and I don't know about other animals, but that's the one I do know about. And and the traffic while... This is, I mean, so when you were driving to Georgia, was it noticeably busy? We were spending hours again. No, no, it was good. We, because we made our decision like a day before we were told that we had to evacuate. Because we, we moved yesterday, the traffic was good. Uh, what we did notice, I think we counted, well, we didn't count, but I think we saw about a thousand vehicles coming from the north to the south. The vehicles which would repair power lines and so forth. Okay. So they were, uh, the state is definitely preparing exactly where they sent them to. I don't know, but they wanted them to go further south. And I understand thousands more are coming today. Okay. And is there any obvious signs of sort of panic buying? In the UK now, you wouldn't be able to get petrol. You know, petrol would be out of this. So it was, were people, I suppose, well prepared given what you talked about last time? Or does the fact that hurricanes come in send people into panic? So some people were very well uh, prepared, other people weren't. Uh, And I understand uh, on Sunday and then again today, Tuesday, uh, that uh, petrol, uh, that gas petrol is in short supply. Okay. Um, But we'd already filled our cars full with petrol, so it wasn't an issue for us. And and water and food supplies? And then water, um, it's quite good. I mean, they, they, they are quite used to these patterns now. So at various points over the weekend, there have been complete water shortages. Uh, but I saw a picture today and Walmart had a massive area full of water. As long as you wait a day or so, you, you obviously can't wait until the storm starts, which is tomorrow. But I think, you know, people are able to get these things. I saw people buying generators um, you know, all sorts of things. A lot of people buying hurricane shutters. The supermarkets and big box stores do a good job of predicting that here. Okay. So, and I know you, you, you're sort of, uh, sorry, you, you've sort of got yourself into the local community. So give me a flavour as to the sort of extremes of views. That, I mean, presumably when you were talking about plan A and plan B, there were presumably people telling you it's Armageddon, you need to leave. And the others saying, it's no more than a squall, Julian. It all blow over. Give us a sense of the, the feedback you got in terms of your, your plan A, plan B. Okay, so I talked about the friends, the people that I actually know, and then I'll talk about social media. So my friends in general are intelligent people who have both a plan A and a plan B. 
And I had a discussion with one of those people this morning. She said, Julian, I want to speak to an intelligent person. And so obviously I immediately handed her over to Laura. <laughs> uh, Good no, decision. No, I didn't. I, I, you know, we talked about it and she decided she was going to move away from where she was and she was going to drive across across the, straight, the state. And then most of my friends will have a hotel which is booked somewhere safe. Uh, and they either are or uh, they have already evacuated. And, and, and sorry, because given the things can go in inland, when you say someone say, what distance would you safely want to put yourself from? Let's say it was going to hit Venice, it would be sixty miles, a hundred miles. What what distance would you put between you and the projected course of the hurricane? The hurricane gathers its power from the water, and so when it is going over water, it accelerates. Uh, and it, it continues to accelerate until there's no more water beneath it. And then after that, as it hits land and it hits buildings, it slows down. So I think even something as little as 20 miles in, the chance of you dying is would be very, very limited at that point. Okay. So, however, this hurricane, it, once it hits land, is predicted to slow. So what you might have is you might have you might be in a storm for 36 hours. You probably are going to lose electricity. So it's not going to be pleasant, but your chance of dying is not high if you're inland. Obviously, people do die because the bad weather knocks down a tree and that crashes onto somebody's house or whatever, or people are outside when they shouldn't be. But in general, you can hide from the wind. If you're 20 miles in or so, I think generally you're going to be safe, although it'll be very uncomfortable. Okay, but if you went to a hotel, you know, you, what you're yeah. saying is you don't need to travel too far to no. find secure accommodation. Okay. No, but okay. you've got to find a hotel which has space for you. Yeah, okay. We elected not to do that because we had a cat, and most hotels don't take cats. Actually, the cat really annoyed me. We had one of <laughs> we got one of these cases for the cat. We put the I put the I put the cat in the case and I zipped it up. You know, she put her in, in her case in the back of the car, and then Lorna suddenly started screaming because the cat had escaped. It was a Houdini cat. It had managed to, you know, prise open the zips both sides and escape from her little basket. Anyway, so Houdini cat is uh, actually safe with her in this room. You may hear her occasional meows. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so, and then, but from social media, social media is very interesting because you can get a lot of American behavior from viewing uh, social media. Uh, and there are lots of group sites which provide a fascinating insight into people's um, behaviors. Uh, um, we have one in our community called Venice Friendly People. I don't know why it's called Friendly People because most of the people on it seem to be quite unfriendly. Uh, but I think it's quite illustrative of behavior. Uh, and there are a number of other, you know, similar sort of community sites, including weather-based ones. So the first thing that you see is you see a lot of selfishness. So there are all sorts of people who are imploring the landfall to move away from wherever they are, you know, which is understandable. Yeah, uh, but, I get that. But the whole coast is full of people. So it's going to land somewhere. Being Americans, where we are is not a particularly religious area, but there are a lot of people who are praying to God that the move, the hurricane impact away from Tampa northwards, you know, presumably to those heathens who live in Big Bend yeah. or something. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing you get, and this is 
to show that selfish is not it's not an American quality or just solely an American quality. There are a lot of UK tourists who are very concerned about their vacation in Orlando, which starts on Thursday evening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, they get very uh, short thrift from the other uh, from the other people on the group um, who are saying you're worried about your vacation. I'm worried about my livelihood and my my house. Uh, and in fact, uh, several of the groups that I'm on have actually banned people from posting about vacation issues. So that you know, there's a lot of people who are really entirely thinking about themselves, and th- and they will ask questions like, "Oh, I live on the north side of Madrid Street. How am I going to be affected?" And then the weatherman, you, you know, who weather person, is not answering those questions. And indeed, those weather people, they become that they are folk heroes in times of hurricane. When they post something, they will get tens of thousands of comments within minutes as people hang on their every word. There's a a very famous one called, uh, have you heard of him, Jim Cantori from the Weather Channel? He's one of these extreme presenters, very dramatic. Uh, Do you remember a few years ago, he was the one who was filmed as if he was being pushed back by the wind? And then suddenly behind him, a couple of people were just walking normally. Um, Anyway, so there's lots of rumors about where he is, about his whereabouts, you know, because the thing is, you don't want to be there when he visits your town, because that's always bad news. So anyway, so yeah, people hang on. Here's every word. So you, and you mentioned Michael Fish, whose whole career was based on the fact that he, he dismissed the lady from Seven Oaks who called one Sunday evening and said she'd heard there was going to be a hurricane. And he said, oh, we might lose a couple of trees, but nothing more. And of course, the next day, all mayhem broke loose. But the great news for Michael Fish was he's probably the one weatherman in the UK that everyone knows of that particular forecast. Right. These weather people, they have PhDs in meteorology. They obviously know a lot more than, you know, than us about it. Uh, The second thing you see on these sites in terms of behavior is stupidity. Genuinely, I will read out this one. If my power goes off, will my Wi-Fi still work? (laughs) To which somebody replied, yes, it will. Don't worry, there's a little hamster wheel inside your Wi-Fi. You just need to feed the Wi-Fi with a carrot occasionally and it'll be okay. Um, So yes, you get quite a lot of that. You get a lot of stubbornness. There are loads of people who've been there 50 years or say they've been there 50 years and they say, I'm not moving. This is a classic old timers versus newbies type thing. So, yeah, there's a lot of stubbornness from some people. Often it's within a marital relationship. So you'll see a a wife posting that she wants to leave, but her husband refuses to go. There's quite a lot of super... Oh, so, 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 this is allow me to tell your joke, Julian. Yeah, yes, please do. Okay, so, so um, my, my, my uncle Dick and his wife Jenny, um, and, and, and it was a sort of famous sort of uh, Moran double act, so to speak. Uh, they're lying in bed in Derby when the Germans are coming over during the Second War, dropping bombs on the railways and the Rolls Royce or whatever. <laughs> And, of course, they had a bomb shelter built in the garden. Dick and Jenny are having a debate as to whether they should go to the, the, the bomb shelter. To which um, uh, Jenny says, uh, Dick, I'm going to go to the, the, the uh, bomb shelter. And, and Dick, being a great Moran philosopher, said, if it's got your name on it, you're going to go anyway, Jenny. 
To which she replied, I don't mind taking mine, but I'm still not sure in yours. Went to the uh, bomb shelter. Excellent. It does show that stubbornness is it's not a new feature. Absolutely. It's been around for a long time. Uh, the next behavior you can see is superstition. Uh, and there's a lot of superstition where we live because there are some Indian burial mounds that somehow this protects the area from hurricanes. Every five minutes, somebody's repeating that superstition, uh, even though, of course, there are burial mounds, Indian burial mounds all up the coast. Uh, you know, the fact that Venice hasn't been hit for, or Tampa hasn't been hit for 100 years and Venice hasn't been hit for, you know, almost as long, people think that they're somehow, they're magically protected. The fourth thing I see is uh, some tribalism. Obviously, we have a lot of tribalism in the U.S., uh, and people get very attached to their hurricane prediction models. Big fans of the, the, the Euro model or the GFS model. And they're very dismissive of other models. Even though they have no qualification at all in meteorology. Uh, but they hopelessly attach to one particular model over another. And then on the positive side, there is a lot of neighborliness. Whenever anyone asks for help, you know, for example, putting up hurricane shutters, there is always somebody who is uh, willing to go around and help them. So there is a lot of concern towards others, even in a time when people are quite frightened. There's a lot of humor. In fact, a lot more humor now than any other time that I've seen. So, so one further question is in terms of, I may, I may be imagining this, but, you know, if we look at what sort of Americans and the the, the, the frontiersmen and the desire yes. for independence and own the guns. I would assume that a hurricane is one of those real opportunities where the Americans step forward and say, you know, come hell or high water. By the way, great film, really enjoyed it. Come hell or high water. <laughs> we can defend our property. You know, in fact, in fact, Julian, they probably expected you to move because obviously... Yeah, and you, you're not made of the same stuff, are you? Come on, let's, let's be honest about it, you know. But them, they, you know, hell or high water, could defend their property. Is, is that the case? Do, do we see lots of that? You know, sort of- we see some of that, yes, certainly. I mean, they're, you know, on the, on the foot, most people, at this point, now they're saying the hurricane's coming towards Venice, people really are panicking because they really thought it <laughs> wouldn't come that way. But you still will say people hear people saying, yes, you know, along the lines of what you just said. I'm yeah. not moving. That is their choice. Uh, what they do is they lock down the bridges. So we live on the island of Venice. And then beyond that, there's kind of a mainland bit of Venice. And we have three bridges onto our island. And what they do is that shortly we'll be doing this. They will allow cars onto the island, uh, off the island, but not onto the island. And indeed, even after the hurricane is gone, assuming there's some devastation, to get onto the island, you'll have to show identity to, to, to show that you actually live on the island. You've got a, a reason to go there. Because one of the things that often happens after a hurricane is there is some looting. Because people right. know that there's no one there. And then they try and reduce that looting by making sure the people who are gone there actually have a reason to be there. So the spirit of America in terms of entrepreneurship is also prevalent in Hurricane. <laughs> I, I, I expect sort of the sales of certain items are ridiculously priced, but equally there are Actually, people... That, that that is is one of those neighbourliness things, is that I haven't seen that. And people 
you know, performing services like Hurricane, they're doing it for the same price. It's not, so I haven't yeah. seen any price gouging at all. That is kind of uh, as normal. Okay. Since we've started this podcast, just looking at my text, we get a lot of communication from the local authorities. Yeah, so I've had three notifications telling me that I've had to evacuate it from my island and that, what's the latest one? Uh, that the water uh, may well be turned off. It's all kicking off, and uh, everybody is probably hoping that it will um, it will pass, and we will know more. I mean, it'll hit on Wednesday, apparently Wednesday evening, and we'll know more by Friday what what it's left behind. So I have to ask: Are you enjoying your hurricane experience? I mean, do you think it's exciting, or is it a bloody inconvenience? Where, where do you sit on the? Uh... Um, I definitely wouldn't say I'm enjoying it. I'm much happier now I'm no longer in Florida while the hurricane is coming. Uh, You know, I feel relaxed. The worst thing that can happen is that it can destroy the home and everything in it. That's the worst thing that can happen. I'm okay with that. There's a few things I'll miss, but that's fine. So it is interesting to observe people's behavior. And then kind of the science of meteorology is quite interesting as well. And it is interesting to see that people who were completely blasé at the weekend are now panicking. Okay. And and all being well, when do you think you can go back to Venice? Assuming you've got something to go back to. I'm hoping that we'll go back on Friday, Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm going to wait until see what damage has been done. Yeah. Um, Obviously, if there's nothing to go back to, we wouldn't necessarily go back there quickly. If there's no power... I'd be reluctant to go back if there was no power Um, because then you've got no air conditioning and the weather will be, you know, it'll be 90 degrees, um, you know, once the hurricane's finished. So we'll wait to make that decision depending on what we see. But, you know, hopefully in a few days we'll be able to go back and, it's a relatively short window, isn't it? Sort of like, you know, you say it's coming Wednesday, left Monday, Friday, it's like a week out and hopefully you'll be back to normal. And obviously, somewhere is going to be damaged. There will be one of these communities. And if you're one of those communities, if it's a Category 4, that will be devastating. You know, whatever that community is which bore the brunt, they will take years to get over that devastation. Uh, But for others, if you're not within that sort of 10-mile diameter, then those will get back together pretty normally, I think. Well, does that conclude this special edition of Hurricane Ian and the Bishop's response to the uh, the hurricane? I think so. And then next episode, I think we'll be back to our normal schedule and we're going to discuss... What is it we're discussing next time? Uh, we're going to Cleveland. And, I, and I've done lots of research. I was very impressed what I've seen on Cleveland. Yep. You're going to tell us what Americans do with all the space in the house. Those that have not been knocked down by hurricanes. Yes. And we're going to do, I think we're going to tailgating, won't we? Yes, that's uh, right. And football matches. Good luck, uh, Julian. And, and I, I hope damage is minimal. And, 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 and who are we wishing all the ill effects to go on to? Where are the people who are not religious who, who deserve the, uh, the hurricane damage? Yes. Was it Big, Big Bend or something? Yeah, I don't think it'll go up there now. I think it is uh, <laughs> between, between Fort Myers and Tampa, I think. Excellent. So uh, I wish all the people of uh, Venice and surrounding areas um, a safe time. We will see people uh, next time for episode 38. 
And of course, you will give us a, a an update on the damage status. Yes. Uh, no, because we're going to record episode thirty-eight tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs>